We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. And I'm Lynn. And we're telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling, telling on ourselves. So now Vicky looks at me and laughs while we do this. <laughs> All self-conscious because she fessed up. I just think you're so funny. And now what do you? What, what does that make you do? I should be self-conscious. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. Well, and our little telling ditty from last week was like super awkward Ooh. because of the phone delay. I know. <laughs> so oh. it's good to be back here. Yeah. It is. I'm so happy to be back. I missed you all so much. I, I missed know. you too, but you live an awesome life. It was uh, it was good to be back in that lap of um, beautifulness and with my with my sweet Lorraine. Yep. Yeah, it was it was good, and I got to go to the the OG meeting, the original. Ooh, cool. Yeah, which was fun. Um, there were two people that were out and didn't get to come, but um, I don't know. It was just there was just something about being in that little room. It's like the rectory of this little. The, the church is like the first church of Cooper Landing. And it's literally a log cabin, and then they built, like, this little side building. And as soon as I walked in there, and I very much associate uh, times in my life with smells mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and a smell, and then those guys, and it's kind of chilly in there. And um, they asked me to read. I think I read the traditions, and they read everyone. And, I, and I'm like, like, do I read everyone? Because I couldn't even remember what we used to do. And one of the guys, John, said, I just want to hear your voice. Aww. I know. And then, and then I started crying. <laughs> but it was it was beautiful being at that meeting. It was just there was just so much power there. And everyone. what were the highlights of Alaska outside of that? Oh gosh, um, seeing people for sure, uh, reconnecting. Uh, we Lorraine and I did a kind of a, a spontaneous hike that wasn't too far away and for whatever reason I'd never done this on Ptarmigan Creek and it, the wildfires. Um, and we did talk about it, did we? I don't know. Um, the wildfires are really bad in Alaska, and I can't express to you what the smoke is like. And it all depends on the wind shift, but on some days you couldn't even see, you know, 20 feet in front of you, and it's like constantly breathing at a campfire. And when I, y'all, when I opened my suitcase, I'm like, whoa. I mean, at first, it, you know, it's like campfire. When you get home at first, you kind of like the smell, and then it becomes overwhelming. And um, so we took this hike kind of went the other direction, and we got completely out of the smoke. So it's like the first time I could, like, breathe really well, which, you know, is so ironic because the, usually the, um, the air there is just so magical. But I will tell you, I think the thing that I missed the most, which I didn't realize, is the tap water. The water there is so good. Really? Yes, it's like the best water. And I remember the first day I made a glass, I'm like, oh, my God, I'd forgotten how good this water is. Well, that fresh Alaska spring water. Glacier. Glacier, glacier water. It's, yeah, it's a glacial. Yeah, it's, it's like no other. <laughs> It really is. It makes Fiji look lame. Wow. Yeah. So, those are my highlights. Water. Yay. <laughs> the water was so water good. Water, air, back. earth. Yeah. And fire. And fire. <gasps> oh, my All God. I just got goosebumps. Wow. That's really cool. Did it you is. bring us back salmon? That's what I <laughs> No girl. No. Well, they had, it's you know, not season. For well, it is, but they had to cut. Over, they um, had the river closed down. Oh, so I didn't. Even, I didn't even get to fish. Mm. I didn't get to raft. I didn't get to climb Cecil. Not the man, the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so you did climb Cecil, the man. 
No. Just kidding. <laughs> so well, welcome back. We thank you. you. Yes. Missed you guys. It's good to be back. I miss you girls. And I went first thought wrong, so we'll first just go right wrong. into that. We get first thought wrong. I've had a couple this week, but there is just one prominent, predominant one, yeah. which is procrastination, which ties into our subject for today so well as well. As well. Anyways, so... I moved, and everyone knows I moved, and it's stressful to move, and it's almost more stressful to unpack, I think, especially since we didn't we didn't pack correctly in the first place. It became so last minute and so hectic that at the beginning, you know, you're, you're packing everything, and everything has a method, and everything is organized, and then it comes down to the last couple days, and you're just throwing stuff in boxes, just throwing things in your car willy-nilly, so we unpacked or I, say, I should say we unloaded everything into what is supposed to be my Zen Den, and there's no rhyme or reason, nothing is labeled, and there's just so much stuff, right? It's everything from my life plus everything from Dave's life combined in one room, unmarked, in all these boxes, hodgepodge. And so we've been busy and also procrastinating, unpacking. <laughs> When we do have time, we decide that we're going to go to the steam room instead, or we're going to go run some errands. So we really haven't had much time to dedicate towards unpacking. Um, And Dave was in San Diego this past week, and while he was gone, instead of... I was so overwhelmed that instead of staying home and unpacking what Mm -hmm. I could manage... I ran and I hid at my parents' house Sunday through Wednesday and just stayed there because I couldn't. Yeah. One, I didn't want to sleep on an air mattress for the entire week. And two, I just, I didn't want to deal with it. Right. So my first thought wrong lately has been, it's such a mess. I can't do it. There's no point in starting. I don't know where to start. Just fear, fear analysis and pushing it off and pushing it off. So my first thought right finally happened yesterday morning when I woke up and I don't know what bit me in the ass to do it. Probably just the realization that if I don't get it done, it's just never going to get done. And I just started unpacking. I picked one box. I I told myself, you know what, just start small, pick a box, empty what you can, get everything out of that box, and then move on to the next box. So I went into the Zenden, I looked for what appeared to be boxes of dishes, and I started slowly bringing out the boxes one by one, putting some stuff in the dishwasher that was dusty, putting other stuff away. And I figured, you know what, I can always move it later. Mm-hmm. We can always rearrange, but at least it's out of the boxes and it's into the cabinets, right? So that felt really good, and I was really proud of myself yesterday for making a dent, and I I'd say I probably got about four or five boxes unloaded. And the great thing about it was when Dave got home, because Dave had was gone in, the, or gone in the morning, he had stuff to do. The great thing about that was when he came back, he was not only so proud that I had already, that I had started, he, he grabbed a box and he started putting some stuff away. And so I think that really got him and me both in the spirit of, okay, we just got to do a little bit each day. So that's our plan today. And since we already made a start on it, I have a good feeling that once I get home, we're going to we're gonna keep that going. It is really hard to unpack together, though, right? Like when you have two people trying to unpack at the same time, that is, can be difficult. Um, so I don't know. But that, that was my yeah. first thought wrong is 
procrastinating and feeling like if I, if I didn't do it perfect, it couldn't be done. Right. right? That's what was really holding me back is I wasn't sure where everything was going to go. And I didn't know how he wanted it to be placed. And I know I had my way of wanting to do it. So instead I just pushed forward and I just thought, okay, you know what? One box at a time, kind of like we do one day at a time, you know, just Mm -hmm. small, small pieces. And the more you do that one box at a time with no set goal that you're holding yourself to, you'll feel yourself feeling better and better about it and yourself. Right. It's like you're not beating yourself up anymore. Right. So it's like you get like double back. You're getting your shit put away plus you're not feeling like shit. Well, you're having something to celebrate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you start... So, so when I'm in those situations, though, sometimes... I find myself making a so like I I don't do just one box at a time. Like I'll I'll find stuff that like belongs in one room, so then I'll start doing something in another room. Like I'm so impressed that you're able to stay on topic and just do that one box at a time because that is very very difficult. I get very distracted. Well, it is new behavior for me cuz I'm similar to you, Vicky, when I start cleaning or put like cleaning up the house, I'll go to put something in the laundry and on my way to putting something in the laundry, I see like 10 <laughs> other things. And then all of a sudden the, the washing machine hasn't been started yet. So yeah. I get that way too. And I'm sometimes that way at work where I go to send an email to a customer. And then while I'm sending the email, I see another email dropped into my inbox. So then I open that and then I'm working on that task and I haven't sent, sent the other email yet. So it is very, it's a new behavior to stay on Mm -hmm. task, on task and just keep bringing, it's almost mindfulness, right? Keep bringing myself back to just this one box. Everything in this box has to just come out of the box, even if it's just thrown into the cabinet. And then Lynn, I was thinking (laughs) about how good it felt when I was done with the box, I throw it towards the door. And so there was a massive pile of yes. boxes. There was like nine boxes just sitting by the door when Dave, Dave couldn't even get in the door because there were all these boxes. <laughs> I love it. And um, I decided I would throw away my juicer too. So he was really happy that I was like, you know, trashing yeah. my really old juicer. Um, but yeah, like you were talking about today with crossing stuff off on mm-hmm. your to-do list, how it feels good to just cross stuff off. It felt really good to have that empty box and throw it at the door. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, um, as Bree mentioned, our, t- our topic today is procrastination. So I am going to, well, procrastination, but also the elixir to procrastination. The elix- thank you. I was like, um, how, do, how do we make life more um, doable, viable, enjoyable, <laughs> you know, with or without, or how do we work around it? So to start out, of course, I'm going to do the um, definition. And while um, I was looking, I found a couple of other cool little things I'm going to add to this. So this is the, the uh, Meridian Webster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, procrastinate. To keep delaying something that must be done often because it is unpleasant or boring. And then as I was reading on, um, I I was looking at, they've done like these psychological studies about how and why people uh, procrastinate. There's uh, reasons for you in your social, emotional life, and then your academic life. And, but they all kind of, um, uh, boil down to what Bree was saying. If it can't be done perfectly, this happens in academic life with procrastination, um, it's going to be a direct reflection on either your incompetence or your lack of intelligence. So that's a good uh, thing to think about, not just with academics, 
But if you are putting off a task that you're unsure of, then that could be you telling the world that you're incompetent. And I hadn't thought of it that way. And I'm like, that's really cool. And then the other thing that I just read is that um, a lot of times procrastination happens because of indecisiveness and distractibility, which you've just said. Isn't that cool? So when you were talking, I was like almost bouncing in my chair. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I mean, I definitely think that rings true for me. And also with the whole decision-making, lack yeah. of making decisions, uh-huh. poor organization. Like yeah. I'm not a super organized person. My brain has a hard time car- compartmentalizing things. Or sure. like you said, you, you'd be really good at making lists and then having mm-hmm. separate lists for separate tasks. I My brain has a hard time working that way. So that doesn't surprise me that that procrastination goes hand in hand with indecisiveness and well, I have organization. A, so I'm doing... Um, helping a really dear friend with her wedding in a couple of weeks. And she wanted a deadline. I I imposed a deadline. Let me back up. We had a meeting. I imposed a deadline of when I would have menu suggestions to her. And don't you know, I procrastinated. And the reason I did is because I knew how I was. I knew that I would have way too many options and I couldn't make a decision. Because every time, when I'm writing menus, it's like I write down the initial, I kind of almost do a stream of consciousness, just whatever comes to mind. And then I kind of play on that and say, that's realistic. That's not, that's too much work. That's not what I want, you know, and go from there. And then I start second guessing myself going, what if I'm not thinking of the best thing? Or what if there's a better thing? So then I start reading and researching and then like the second guessing really starts and it becomes just like this big ball of madness that I get myself into. So I procrastinate because I know what I'm going to do. Oh, Frodo. Uh, this Frodo, by the way, that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> so it kind of gets back to that indecisiveness. And you, what you were saying is, if it's not perfect, I can't do it. And I find myself procrastinating for that very reason. And I had never articulated it in my mind until we just started talking about this, that that was the whole reason that I put those things off. Yeah, and, and for me, when I procrastinate, it's usually out of fear, Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fear of what other people are going to think about me. Yep. Um, and I'm not so sure that the product being perfect is what I'm worried about. I'm more am in the in the realm of like the way I did it made offended people. The way I did it, uh, like my process, uh, what wasn't fun enough or entertaining enough or interesting enough, you know, and, and, and it's really interesting because I'm doing all this new work with mm-hmm. this, um, new adventure that I'm on and I was procrastinating and procrastinating doing the, um, closed Facebook group. And finally, you know, thank God I'm taking classes because in, in this class, <laughs> they really push you like, what's gonna, what's gonna help you. Uh-huh. And I just ripped off the band-aid. Um, Cause what's the worst that could happen? I'm very good at giving this advice. What's the worst that could happen? They could just say no. What's the worst that could happen? No one can join. So start another one. If you pick a bad name, pick a different name. I mean, there's mm-hmm. always, it's, it's not that bad, but for some reason it feels like putting myself out there is so scary. Um, but I'm really practicing the muscle of, of throwing myself out there and not being perfect. And, and that's, I mean, awkward and awesome. That's the whole yeah. idea is because right. I can awkwardly do it. And guess what? Most of us are a little bit awkward. 
I mean, when we're first starting something, when we're a beginner, that's how you are. You don't do it perfectly. Right. So I'm trying to preach that. You know, I'm trying to, like, encourage that. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here stuck in it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the power of the doing and the power of just walking through it and the power of what we talked about in, in our reading today about one little thing at a time mm-hmm. and how that, to me, how recovery taught me that skill. Yes. How early sobriety taught me that skill because one of the major tenets in sobriety is one day at a time. And it really, for me and a lot of people in the very, very beginning, it's one minute at a time, one hour at a time. Because the idea of giving up this crutch that carried me through so many things for the rest of my days was overwhelmingly daunting. So learning how to be like, I remember when my sponsor said to me, and this is my favorite line and I say it to everybody, you can drink tomorrow, Vicki. You can drink tomorrow. Just don't drink today. Just don't drink today. And when I put a bunch of those todays together and I realized I didn't think about not drinking tomorrow mm-hmm. and I didn't think about drinking, period, that's when it started to make sense. So that's where my head just went. Yeah. So getting past that, that instrument, I call it the abyss. And it's funny, um, we were, I think we were at a retreat and there was a lady there who had 35 years and a fairly new newcomer said, I don't even know, I don't even understand that, can't comprehend it and how will I ever, you know? And I said, well, of course, because you're basically looking into an abyss that we, we, our brains can't comprehend it, but we don't, we don't operate that way. We don't operate with, if I can't do 35 years, I'm not going to do it at all. Because none of us would be successful. We're successful because we do one day at a time. And if you think about all those tasks that we put off, if you just do the one box at a time. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And, and what you're doing with that one box is you're, you're, you're laying a foundation. You're doing that bedrock, but you're also giving yourself back a little bit of self-confidence and a little bit of self-esteem, just like we do with our sobriety one day at a right. time. Every box is an accomplishment. Yeah. It feels so good. Chuck in like the box. Chuck, Chuck in the, the box. box. We when, need to find a gift that has that. Chuck the box. Yeah, like that's a victory. A I love it. Victory. Throwing the box at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. You know what I do when I empty boxes? What? I drop kick them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It feels so good. Maybe that's why I'm so into kickboxing, man. I love kicking, kicking shit and punching shit. You know, when... <laughs> I know what you're talking about because in the food industry, when yeah. I, you know, when, yeah. you're, when you're putting away the order and you're taking the scissors and you're slicing the tape yeah. with it and you're ripping it apart. And <laughs> oh, I and love breaking it, down the box. Putting boxes. it in the yeah. compactor too at the end of the day when you throw all the boxes and then you press the button and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that's It's off topic. I won't say anything about okay. the, the signage on the compactor. Oh, no, I feel like I have to know. Okay. I would say it's this really crude illustration, and it has a hand, but, like, the fingers are separated from the palm, and there's red dots spurting on it. (laughs) So don't put your hand in there. Do not put your hand in there. Do not mess with the baler. That always cracks me up. I know. Keep your hand on the baler. Stay away from the baler. (laughs) Stay away from the baler. So, yeah, it's really cool uh, when you start thinking about um, how we use procrastination as a crutch. And, you know, because we still have 
are behaviors that are not healthy or good for us. And we're always finding a way to replace one crutch with another. It's like you fix one problem and then there another one pops up. Well, and here's part of my problem with the procrastination is having a goal that I don't, um, that I'm not really interested in sometimes too. Like there's just normal everyday procrastination, you know, like with work and you got to get the emails done and how you procrastinate certain tasks at work, but bigger life goals Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's almost like I'm not procrastinating. It's like, I just lose interest and then it doesn't become a part, you know, the one day at a time thing or the one box at a time thing, you just kind of lose your momentum and then you're not even like interested in it anymore. So is that really, I guess that's not really procrastination then is it? It's just losing interest and like fluttering on to the next thing. But I think there's something, yeah, there's, there's, there's some meat in that. And and I think that, um, staying on task on the things that we don't want to do, like in the beginning of recovery, I'm bringing it back. Like Mm -hmm. in the beginning of recovery, who wants to call somebody every day that they barely know? Right. 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 But it's that discipline of like, okay, I don't want to unpack the boxes. I want a magical fairy to come and clean my dishes for me. And I don't ever want to clean the toilet. And I, you know, like it's, it's, it's okay. And I have been procrastinating cleaning my bathroom, my master bath, because it's not that bad because it's just me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I love having a clean bathroom. I love that feeling. So, and I have time to do it right now, but I keep procrastinating it. And it's only because, why? I don't know. It's such a weird Mm -hmm. mental mind fuck. No, but why are you? Let's let's dissect this. Well, right I now. think why I am is because it looks okay. It's not bad. It's, it's not exce- bad. It's enough. still at a level it's, of yeah. tolerance. <laughs> it's a level of tolerance because <laughs> it's your filth. Now, if it was somebody else, especially if you were sorry, men, if you were sharing a bathroom with men and you know how the front of the toilet, you know yep. when they don't turn on the light at night yep. when they go to pee. Yep. It's like I could never handle that. I was cleaning when I lived with the dude. I was cleaning my toilet at least four or five times a week because I'd walk in the bathroom that was the first thing I would see it's like my eye would be dry to it's gross and And like I don't do that I'm like what more evidence do you need so but when it's our filth (laughs) it's like but that's the well and it's not filthy because I do wipe down my sink and I do right swish the bowl with the you know the Clorox thing Mm -hmm. every you know yeah every little bit um but yeah I think I'm gonna I'm putting that on my list people putting it on my list I like it. Um, when, Bree, when you were talking about your life goals, I was thinking about when I felt like I was getting a little more comfortable with my work in recovery. Not that I felt like I had it, but like I was feeling comfortable with my work in recovery. I did start asking myself the bigger questions. Um, and I was talking to my sister about it. And she has a lady that she works with who's amazing. And she actually, they have a, she's a high school teacher and they have a program in the high school now on mindfulness and her friend teaches that class, plus she's a life coach. And so by uh, association, my sister's kind of gotten a life coach from her. And we were talking about it, and I said, you know, I think that's what I want. And I don't know if that's like through a therapist or counselor. I want a person to talk to who's objective, who doesn't know anything about me, but can give me like some really sound advice to work on those bigger goals. Because I think, like you were saying, um, you either lose interest or you don't have the passion Perhaps it's that you need an outside person to help you articulate exactly what it's what you want to work towards. Maybe. I mean, I'm saying that because that's what I want. Um, And those are important things, I think, to keep us growing in life, um, to keep us interested, to keep us passionate, 
to keep us motivated. Because when you're just doing the same thing day after day after day, there is lackluster to that. And just you forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. You don't have someone there to remind you. Remember, you know, your big life goal is to create meaningful relationships. You know, just Mm -hmm. to use an example from today. Or your big life goal is to travel to all the, you know, it's not a reminder. You know, you don't have that reminder. Yeah. Well, and it's that exercise of putting things on, like, a board, like a dream board or yes. whatever. Like, I have two of them in my... We need to have one of those parties, guys. We do. We need to get our magazines together and make it have a dream board making party. Well, and I think I need specifically, instead of just cutting out cute pictures that I like, I need to zone in on what it is that I actually want and be specific about it instead of it just being like, oh, a, that a nice fun. looking car yeah. or a nice, right. like, this obscure vacation looking picture. You know, like, where do you really want to go? What do you really want to do? Who do you really want to help? You know, it's very getting a, just a little mm-hmm. bit more specific, I'd say, with that. I remember the first time I did a vision board that I wanted to do seriously with life goals. I didn't even know how to start. You know, it's because... So you procrastinated it because you uh-huh. just didn't know... Yeah, I didn't even what? know how to start. I Paralyzed. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted. Right. The indecisiveness and yeah. second-guessing. You didn't know... You yep. thought maybe you knew what you wanted, and then you decided... Or you were second-guessing the mm-hmm. menu. Yeah. Second-guessing the menu yep. again. The menu of life. Because if it's not perfect, then I better not try it. Well, and that's yeah. why I never learned the guitar... And that's why I've never become a DJ. And that's why I've never learned Spanish yet. to completion. And all yes. these are yet. Right. But that's, but I also forget these things are my goals until I find them in an, a notebook randomly one time. You know, and as, yeah. as I was packing, I was finding all these notebooks and going through them. And it's like, oh, that was my goal once was to be in the Peace Corps. Right. You know, I just never did it. But I procrastinated fear and maybe not knowing how and yeah, yeah. second guessing well, if I go to the Peace Corps, then that's going to mean my life is going to take this whole different path, and I'm not sure that that's the path I should be on. Right. I just thought of something would be cool when we do this vision board party because we're totally going to do it now. Okay. And I don't think it needs to be a beginning of the year thing. I think that, no. and I, that's how I always, again, I gave myself these specific, specific. <laughs> these specific guidelines. So I was like, well, I, it's not January, so I can't do it. So first, take away that piece. Okay. So that, that removes one roadblock from your procrastination. What about if we do our vision boards, post them on Instagram, and then invite everybody to share their vision boards? Yeah. Let's get a little community going of sharing our goals. I love it. And then we can work on some topics for us to talk about with incorporating these. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be like a vision board like we 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 think of it, like, a, mm-hmm. like you're saying about cars or this. It could right. be about a behavior, like yeah. I want to get better at meaningful relationships like you were talking about or what, whatever the case may be. So I challenge us three. Yes. And if anyone in the audience wants to play, but I challenge us three next week. To come up with, like, one theme that we want to work on for our vision board. I love it. Because I work really well with deadlines. Mm-hmm. By next <laughs> Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right, kids? So tell me again what it is, Vicki. So one. we need to come up with one one theme. And I think maybe we should, like, have our vision boards be three themes at the minimum. Okay. Right? I like it. Keep it tight but but open. And and one of our themes for this. this Got it. A change that we want to do, whether it's a, a behavior, a new behavior we want to add, or whether it's something we want to accomplish, like a class, like playing guitar, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one piece of our 
three-pronged um, goal board. Oh. I think procrastination will be on there for me. Okay. Yeah. So what's the opposite of procrastination? Doing. Yeah. Action. action. Just action. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I didn't know if there was action. something else. But I think that's going to be on my board because that is a habit. Procrastination becomes mm. a habit. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. It's the it's the dark side of the moon with the <laughs> your habit world. And every single human does it. Oh, God, yeah. And, but I'll tell you, I will have to admit, I do so much better under fire. Mm-hmm. I do well, like in work, when I was working and we would have an RFP, and I would slowly be working on it, blah, 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 methodically. And then, then all those other emails would come in and all these other fires to put out would happen. And then two days before the deadline, when the RFP was due, man, did I come up with some good stuff and jam that out. So a lot of people say that they do better under fire. And I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to say that we finally get to the point where we don't allow ourselves to have any other distractions. Because you don't have a choice. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially because I do the same people. thing. Trust me, I'm what not. What happens I'm not if being your kids like? Okay, so here's an example. I last week set a list of color coded activities of what I was going to do. I was with one of my accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Simone. And we <laughs> um, went through, and I had dedicated certain time for what. Well, then my son needed his clarinet and something else at mm-hmm. school, so I had to stop what I was doing and go do that. So then I had to shift things to the next day or mm-hmm. whatnot, and I don't think I was as diligent about it. I think I just kind of went loosey-goosey. So, yes, thank you for that challenge. I will work on that challenge, and I'm going to do um, – I heard in one of my classes, like, do things in smaller spurts, like not even hours, right. like half hours. Like exercise, same thing, mm-hmm. same idea. I'm going to try. Um, and if, I'm, I feel like I'm monopolizing, but I just thought of this. Um, someone in the meeting this morning shared something that I thought was really, really cool. She said that um, our tasks and our goals are, in our human brains, we split it up into quadrants. So we have urgent, not important. And that would be like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's urgent, but the world's not going to end if I were to pee on myself. Um, urgent, important. And that's like, um, give me an example. I broke my leg. I should go to the hospital now. (laughs) And then we have not urgent, not important. Like, uh, I want to watch a Netflix series. Mm -hmm. And then we have not urgent, important. And her example was, I need to write a will. And she said those, the not urgent, important are the ones that people put off the most. And they're generally the most important things that we need to take care of life stuff. And that's when you say, I don't do or we say I say it too I don't do well until I'm under fire like I've got to get this done because my lawyer said if I don't have it done this week then it's null and void my will is then suddenly it's like easy to write it out it's because before then we had like this this looming like it needs to get done sometime so in our brains we're going I don't really have to do it I have a great example that every single human can relate to April 15th yep taxes taxes Uh Because I had to pay this year, and guess when I did them? <laughs> April 14th. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an extension. I was just thinking about procrastination, and it's easier for me to procrastinate stuff when I'm the only person I'm hurting. Yes. When I know other people are relying on me, it's so much harder to procrastinate. doesn't mean I don't procrastinate still, 
But I think that's the difference. What we were talking about mm-hmm. when you're achieving your own, like the big long-term life goals is you're less diligent about working on them. Cause at the end of the day, you're only letting yourself down and mm-hmm. you kind of get used to that feeling of letting yourself down. Right. You're and almost versus, punishing yourself. You are. And it's not affecting your daily life. You know, you're still trudging along right. doing your thing. Versus, you know, if I don't write show notes or if I don't show up to podcasting, like I'm letting other people down. So I'm going to make sure that I get there or that I do it. Even if it's the last minute, mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. But if I was doing a podcast on my own and no one was waiting, you know, I didn't have co-hosts or whatever, I probably would just let it slip by the wayside eventually. That yep. discipline is such a, you know... When, it, when you're just letting yourself right. down, it's so much easier to procrastinate. Right. And to, that's why I don't even know if it's considered procrastinating. It's like just letting it die. I don't, it's, I don't know. Well, and if you think about it, it's lack of self-care. It is. Because you're not, you're not caring well, about yourself enough to do those big things. The things that you said, you know, light that fire that you are passionate about. And the only way you can, can ignite it is to visualize it, you know, to what, however you like to do it, however I like to write it down and visualize that way. But if you don't give yourself that um, gift to see what your life could be, then... Well, and maybe that's all about perspective. When we were talking about the quadrants, mm-hmm. maybe instead of you assigning something urgent, not important, you really need to be signing, you know, assigning in your mind as urgent, important. Yeah. Like, and telling, saying no to other things. Yeah. And that goes back to codependency. It does. <laughs> and taking care of yourself yep. instead of feeling like you have to take care of other people and their dreams and their goals all the, all uh-huh. the time. Yeah. That's the work that we're put on this earth to do. Right. Is to get past that. To get where your self-worth isn't tied up oh, in, but it's such in a making it. I know, but self-worth gets tied up in what we do for others and how we're viewed by others, how we're valued by others. And if you don't start at the center with yourself, then. Well, and it's kind of like, okay, great athletes, right? Like the people who climb Mount Everest, like you're not, this is going to sound so weird, but they're not really helping other people. Like that's a personal goal for them. Like you climbing Mount Everest doesn't really do anything. For it's not, it's not the, carrying cancer. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's, but you know, they still trained for it and they're doing, I like just have a lot of admiration for people like that is what I'm yeah. saying, you know? So it is a balance. Like you got to have your own goals and do your own thing and not always, you know, just cause it's not doing something to help other people doesn't mean it's still not important and you shouldn't lose steam. Right. I like that. Yeah. And I think the work of figuring out what that is, is the work that, that you're procrastinating. Yes. Like, yes. You know? But you guys and, already know that about <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're, it's for all of us. But, I mean, yeah, it's me. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of it, right? You like, are. I'm, 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 I'm at the, I'm trying, I've figured out a lot of it, and now I'm on the action side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's still hard, but at least you have a direction. And then here's the cool part that I'm experiencing right now is I am really allowing myself to be in the moment and let it develop itself. So so I know that there's this goal in sight, but I'm not married to what that goal looks like. It's just You're it's out it there. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. There's such freedom right now in that. And faith. Faith is a big part of it. And it's, isn't it weird how freedom can be limiting? How do you mean? 
when you have freedom to do anything, you don't do anything oh, because yep, you can't there's choose. Oh, too many decisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but if, you break through, if you can break through that barrier like you have and you're in the process of, which has been beautiful to watch, by the way, it makes me so envious. Well, it's so crazy what you were saying, Lynn, about when you get rid of the distractions. Mm -hmm. And so for you, you were procrastinating this passion or this calling because you probably didn't have, so it didn't have a form. Well, yeah, you were so busy working. Plus, you didn't really have a form. You didn't really know. It was so unknown. It was looking into that abyss and being like, I feel like this is what I should do, but I don't know. It's an abyss. And then the distractions poof, gone, and then it was like, okay, Vic. <laughs> and then I had to discover. Make it or break it. Discover. Then that was the work, right? Then yeah. that was And the... you could have kept procrastinating, but you didn't. Like, well, right. I don't know if you could have actually, well, but you could have got redistracted with another job again. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, my asset is on fire. My hair is on fire, right? So mm -hmm. it has forced me to and I think that we need to put self-imposed I think one of the lessons here is that we need to put self-imposed deadlines to getting some of this stuff done and that's where I do think those that coaching and and yes. someone to be there to be accountable that's why sponsorship works because you mm -hmm. have someone mm -hmm. that is keeping you accountable and really they don't care if you do it or not right? Like ultimately your sponsor doesn't care if you do your stuff or not. They want you to, but that's on you, right? But because we have this in place that we put this sponsor there that we have to be accountable to, it helps us get to that goal. So eventually we can get to that goal on our own, which is probably why the, that mindfulness and that coaching, mm -hmm. because it is a muscle memory. It is practice. Mm -hmm. It is totally. getting through those behavior patterns because it's another Wagon rut, wheel rut, like mm -hmm. uh, procrastination. It's, it is a habit. It's your go-to. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting that I need that other part of the equation of accountability. I still need that outside person. But I know that. And so instead of seeing that as um, a minus, like a deficit, I'm seeing that as I understand my weakness and I'm going to use it to my advantage by getting a person. Because right. yeah. I could just see it as a weakness and say, well, wash my hands of it, I can't do it. But instead, I'm, gonna, I'm going to use that and go, okay, this is what I need to do this, so I'm going to use it. It's like a tool. It's yeah. like I need a hose to mm -hmm. water the flowers. I need a person to hold space for me to get this... Get the gold right. get out done. there. Yeah. yeah. Get that goal out there. Oh, you guys feel so good about it. I know. This. Isn't this fun? Yeah. Okay, so takeaways. We have homework. We all have homework. We yes. want to come up with one theme, one piece to our um, our goal board, our vision, vision board. board. We need to come up with a better better word for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know. And then, if any, please, if anyone wants to contribute, we'll have a, a post up on Facebook and Instagram about it. We would love to hear any input that you have or ideas or what you're working on, what you're afraid to work on. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And then um, the other piece of it is is doing the work of, of figuring that out. And, yeah. and that is hard. And it, in all ages of life. It's not just, you know, when you're young or when you're older. It's just period, figuring. And I think for me, I'm a codependent, right? So mm -hmm. I never, like, that's what was the gift of recovery for me was, like, I got to figure out who I was and what yeah. I liked and what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I liked to eat. I knew I didn't like peppers and onions, but that was about it. Now I like onions. Still don't like peppers. Still don't but like peppers. But I know who I am today through this process of recovery. Yeah. 
Awesome. My golden nuggets, I have a couple, of course, at the beginning when Bree was talking about her first thought wrong, um, and we kept revisiting this throughout the episode. If it isn't perfect, then don't even start. It can't be done. And I use that so often from everything from cooking to um, a, a, starting this exercise program. I thought I was so out of shape I couldn't do it. And when I look at how far I've come in six months, it just make, blows my mind. Lynn, you're looking good, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, thank you. You are. <laughs> just want to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what Vicki said about doing the work of figuring it out. And as I was saying, too, instead of thinking of things as deficits or negatives, use those to your advantage. Let it be another tool to work towards your goals. That's me. Yeah, I agree with you, Lynn. That was kind of my golden nugget and takeaway is that it's a gift to know your weaknesses. And to add, then you have mm-hmm. some place to start off to ask for help. Right. And it's okay to ask for help in those places where you don't have um, where you don't have your, you know, your, if your strength is, or, or if your weakness is discipline, you know, so you have lack of discipline to have someone with you, you know, to ask someone to check uh-huh. in and, and to coach you on that. And, um, yeah, I guess just one box at a time is kind of my <laughs> other golden nugget one box at a time. and just to take the self judgment and self hate of, you know, inconsistency, mm-hmm. you know, to try to work on ridding myself of that and just being nicer to myself. So if I go, you know, do five days and I do a box each day and then day six, I don't, I don't do a box that it's, I'm not starting over and it's okay that that next day I can still do one more box, you know, right. just not beating myself up when I'm inconsistent. My golden nugget is giving ourselves permission to do it without knowing what the results are going to be. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's good. Um, that has been my gift for the last two months. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm living it like I'm living in it because and I have to remind myself every single day because it's never what you think it's going to be. And they always say when God, when you have a plan, God laughs mm-hmm. and like the clarinet story, you know, I made a plan and he laughed, but you have to shift gears. My, my Alaska trip, I had all these plans oh, yeah, big <laughs> and, time. and they all were decimated because of a wildfire of a, because of an act of nature I couldn't do. But instead of me like sitting in the disappointment of all the things that I thought I wanted to do, I enjoyed that I was in the moment and I was in the moment a lot. I was just so grateful and happy to be there that I let go. I was, and I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed and I still have a little bit of disappointment, um, but it didn't stop anything. You know, it didn't stop me from... Well, pre, pre-recovery, pre what would you have be- behaved like? Oh, I would have been so sad like, and frustrated would you and angry. Yeah, all of it. I would have pouted. I would have kept saying, well, we should have, or you know what I wanted to do. And I would have kept going back to that. Well, this is what I wanted to do. And it would and have like a and, resentment. Exactly. And everything would have been like a concession. Like, um, it's I like second place. I guess we have to do this. Yeah, se- it's the second place um, syndrome. Yeah. And no gratitude. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gratitude wasn't in my vocabulary. Yep. <laughs> I was grateful if you gave me money or something, you know, like, but yeah, that's exactly. about it. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that uh, word only in concept, not in practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a game changer. I mean, Ooh. it is a life changer. Yep. It, is a, it is probably the best tool in the toolbox. Yeah. One of the cool things I did when I was visiting Lorraine, we do the uh, daily reflections every morning and then do like a mini share. 
I love that so much. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it in place and just doing it with myself. But I, you know, when sharing I, with yourself, I yeah. Like it. And you know, when I was first sober, I try, I was pretty diligent about it. And then after a couple months, it's just like everything else, every habit, it kind of falls away. If you don't stay disciplined, you don't stay accountable, but it, I really enjoyed that. And that we even talked about doing like a little text. And so, um, just oh, like with the gratitude thing, it's, it's that accountability, having yeah. somebody else to answer to yeah. or to have to show up for. This was great, guys. Yeah. I'm excited to be back. I am, too. Hopefully you did, too. Yeah. Yeah. And my six hours of sleep and 48 hours, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, your brain is sharper than ever. Like, when you go into fasting mode and you actually get, like, sharper, you know? Yeah, it's going to crash soon. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully not on the drive home. (laughs) Literally. Seriously. (laughs) Low blood sugar. Sleep deprivation. I know, right? Stop jinxing me, boy. Or one of those things where you get home and you're like, how did I get home? Like, you weren't drunk, but you were just, like, so spaced out or something. Yeah, I feel like that could happen Uh to you. But I would drive from Nashville to Louisville to visit my sister. That was about a three-hour drive. I did that all the time. I would not remember one detail of the drive. You're like, oh, I'm here. (laughs) How did I must, like, just your, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Everyone have a great great week. week. Yes, can't can't wait to get back, circle our back around to this and see what we've all done. And as we said before, please rate, subscribe. We are so grateful to have you all here with us on this journey. Yay. Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, Please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.